Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates every single morning. The people who make coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and place. And Mississippi, for that matter, you'll understand why I say Mississippi today in just a second. But, you know, it's been a great week. We've had uh, some really special guests. Ross Dellinger, who is a collegiate writer for Sports Illustrated, who's from Biloxi. Uh, We talked about the incredible piece he wrote about his aunt who had died from COVID. He wrote for Time Magazine. What what an inspiring story that is. If you missed it, you can go to the Facebook page or the YouTube page or your favorite podcast and take a listen. I had Martha Allen from Extra Table and the work that she's done with Robert St. John's, the entrepreneur, uh, the incredibly talented chef from, from Hattiesburg. Uh, the work that they're doing to do to feed the hunger in a diff- hungry in a different way is really really important. You know, I mean, again, we could go through all the guests, but I I can't help but mention my friend Kristen LaBeouf, who is uh, the director of the uh, Amer- American Heart Association here in Coastal Mississippi, and they have other states they're responsible to uh, as well. But the work that they're doing to bring attention to uh, the need to get CPR. Uh, the important uh, the importance of eating properly and exercising and and just bringing focus to cardiovascular diseases is, is incredibly important. Um, you know, I often call, talk about John Muir because I've I'm an outdoorsman. I love the outdoors. And for those of you who have not heard me talk about him before, he's a naturalist and a conservationist, and he's an incredible writer. Um, he says so much about the enjoyment of the outdoors and conservation, but my, one of my favorite is this, that into the forest I go, I go my mind and find my soul. Uh, it's so true here in Mississippi that we had this incredible opportunity to find our souls in the outdoors. I mean, you, come on, let's face it. I mean, th- th- what we have here in this state in terms of our ability to enjoy the outdoors and take it in, the breathtaking views and scenery we have here are some of the best on earth. You know, I often talk about, you know, outdoor heritage here in the state. It's in our DNA. It literally is in our DNA to enjoy the outdoors, whether you like to fish or hunt or do anything else that involves just kind of soaking it all up. Um, There are so many activities to do in this great state. In fact, if you think about it, it's one of our biggest competitive advantages here in, in this state. The other thing that the other reason I like to mention it is because, you know, Coast View is not a political show. We don't we don't you know, we don't try to create division. Actually, Coast View is about bringing people together. I don't think of any topic that I can talk about that, that brings people together more than the outdoors. Now, political, you know, you can have a Republican and Democrat fight their rear ends off. But when they get together in a hunting camp or on a fishing boat and start to focus on getting out in the woods or getting out onto the water, um, all those divisions start to fade away. And they and they really appreciate and learn what is so special about being in the outdoors together. What a great way to connect. What a great way to uh, understand <laughs> what a magnet we have in this great state. It attracts us here, it keeps us here, it attracts our visitors here. With all of that said, I'm really pleased to have my new friend, Representative Scott Bounds, join me today. Now, among other things, he's the chairman of the House Public Utilities Committee, but he's also chair of a really important legislative caucus called the Legislative Sportsman's Caucus. He's the co-chair of that. He's from uh, District 
House District 44, which is uh, Neshoba and Leake counties, and uh, and he just generally loves the outdoors. Now we're going to talk about an important hunting, National Hunting and Fishing Day that's upcoming here in just a second. But before I do that, let me just welcome Scott to Coastview. How you doing, buddy? Man, doing good, Ricky. Proud to be on. First time, first time on, and just just looking forward to our conversation. Well, I tell people this all the time. One of the beauties of this show, for me personally. Is the opportunity I have to connect with my guests before the show, you know, during the breaks, of course, during the show, and then after the show. And of course, I've known of you and know, known you for a while. We've—I don't think we've ever literally met in person, but uh, but I've known you for a while because I've paid attention to sort of the, the 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 state of affairs in this state, and your name always comes up in one way or another. You've you've been relevant to so many important conversations because you're an important leader in this state. But I, I don't think there's anything you could be an important leader about more so than bringing attention to outdoor enjoyment and what we have here in this great state. Um, we are lucky to live here, aren't we? We are. We are, um, you know, being able to go, and I'm sure you have, a lot of outdoor places, and places are different, but Mississippi really has a lot to offer and a lot for us to talk about, too. You know, Ricky, we, we, we're going to have 30 minutes, I guess, or so, 20 minutes or so, but we could call for hours about this. <laughs> so we're, okay, so let's, let's do this. Cause a lot of us, I got it from my dad and my grandfather's a love of the outdoors. And I'm, I'm really pleased that I have some friends who didn't get it from their, their fathers or their grandfathers, but they got it from us, our friends who introduced it to them. But where did you find your love of the outdoors? Well, like like a lot of Mississippians and a lot of sportsmen across the country, um, grew up. Um, of course, the Shelby County's rural. We had family land, still have family land, and that's where it started. I mean, going out on Sunday afternoon, shooting twenty-two rifles, squirrel hunting, moving deer hunting, fishing. You know, back then, uh, the family land that we had. Back then, we uh, we were cattle and chicken farmers. I grew up sort of in the agricultural side, but we have since devoid our land of all of that, and and primarily we focus on you know wildlife management. We, you know, uh, we have a, a lake on our place that we manage extensively for you know for fishing, and um, so really just started out young, just you know, just like so many do, Ricky. They just they just start out. With their fathers and brothers, I have three brothers, and uh, so we just we started out that way, and all and all are still really engaged in, in conservation practices and wildlife management. Well, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Um, I look back. I guess the older I get, you know, you use a little bit of wisdom to look back on people like Theodore Roosevelt and Aldo Leopold, yeah. and the work that they did to create the North American model for wildlife conservation and to understand the role that hunters and fishermen have in conservation and and how important that is and you know people people who don't understand the hunting community don't really appreciate the the role that that the hunting and fishing community play and and conservation and helping us manage wildlife and all that but you know that all that is true but the real benefit is in building character and having this opportunity to spend time with people who are, are mostly incredibly ethical who enjoy you know teaching 
that it's as much about the experience as it is about actually shooting a deer or catching a fish. That is that is that builds character. It builds a sense of family and friendship and a love of our great states. I can't really overstate that, can I? No, you can't. And, and I will tell you, all of those all of those attributes and those characteristics of, of what hunting, fishing, conservation, outdoor activities brings to the person. I mean, all of those attributes are very important. And it's just not not just when you're at the deer camp and at the fishing lake, but in our everyday lives, in our businesses, in the way we conduct ourselves as citizens, Ricky. I mean, I, I think we can take we can take away so many lessons from from being a good conservation stewardship partner. We can take away so much from that individually and put into our character database. I really believe that. Well, look, look the reality is when the pandemic hits, it's amazing how people found the outdoors. And I give you a couple of metrics about that. One is down here on the coast, I do a lot of, a lot of off-fishing and backwater fishing from my home here on Biloxi Bay. And if I needed my boat, uh, I do annual service on my boat. When, when I talk to the guys who do the maintenance on the boat, it is amazing how overwhelmed they are because so many people have been enjoying getting out on the water. When I'm up in the Delta, like we go to the processing plants that, that make our deer sausage, et cetera, they have never seen more activity than they're seeing now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this is true of the, of the wildlife management areas as well. But people, when the going got tough and pandemic really created the stress on us and helped us understand that we were safer outside, a lot of people went outside, didn't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And look, it was just, um, and, it, and, it, and it reflected, I want to get down to the financial or fiscal side of it. When the pandemic essentially started in March of 2020, um, you, you can look, I can go back and I can go back and look at the license sales, the Department of Wildlife and what they did in the last 15 months or 16 months. And it's just, um, you would think that it would have been a tank. But it's actually been, you know, they've had increases in hunting and fishing rights, different categories, you know, and, I, you know, and I, I'm a big football fan, too. You know, it's just like football season this year. People were just ready to get out and do things. People were ready to get out and do things. I can't agree more. They really were. Hey, we're having a conversation with Scott Bounds, who's the co-chair of the Mississippi Legislative Sportsman's Caucus. He's from House District 44, which is Neshoba and Leake Counties in Mississippi. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the Legislative Sportsman's Caucus. What is it? What do they do? It's uh, you know, a lot of people who share this love of the outdoors. And I also want to talk about the 49th annual National Hunting and Fishing Day coming up on Saturday. So we'll, we'll cover all those bases when we come back. We'll see you after this break. Absolutely. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10 exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. And into the forest I go to lose my mind and find my soul. 
Gosh, that's so true. Representative Scott Bounds, who's the co-chair of the Mississippi Legislative Sportsman's Caucus. When you hear that quote from John Muir, you can't help but say, gosh, is he right? Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You get in the forest, you're going to lose yourself because you're going to be encapsulated by what all what you should be out there for. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so tell me about the the, the legislative caucus that is focused on outdoor enjoyment. All right, let me let me. I'm going to give take about thirty seconds, Ricky, to just give you sort of a, a background on 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 myself and, and my involvement with the caucus and all of that. Um, I'm going on 19 years in the legislature. I served eight years as chairman of the Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Committee in the House, and um, so very, uh, very involved. And uh, one of the things that, when I was first appointed, I wanted to develop a better working relationship between the legislature and the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks because they are the administrative controlling agency of, of uh, hunting and fishing and, and other outdoor activities in the state. So was able to do that, still have a close relationship with them, being on the Appropriations Committee. I still have their budget and things like that. But in 2004, the Mississippi Legislative Sportsman's Caucus was formed. Our parent, uh, we're under the umbrella of the National Assembly of Sportsman Caucuses and the Congressional Sportsman Foundation. 48 states that are involved are part of this, under this umbrella of the National Association of Sportsman's Caucuses. 48 states. Uh, we we work hard every year uh, to get the other two states, which are Delaware and Hawaii. We have not um, <laughs> we have not encouraged them to join up with us yet. But uh, uh, Mississippi is very active in the national on the national council. I'm on the actually on the national executive council. There's 13 of us from across the state uh, from across the country that are on the um, NASC uh, executive council. So we have good. Good meetings, good dialogues. We got our annual summit coming up in Little Rock in December. But anyway, our caucus uh, in Mississippi, uh, 110 members of the legislature are members of the Sportsman's Caucus out of the 172 members of the legislature. Um, we are the largest bipartisan caucus in the legislature. Um, we were very instrumental in the 2014 passage of the right to hunt and fish, the constitutional right to hunt and fish, uh, with within the laws as set up by the legislature. So we um, we we stay on top of national issues and a lot of issues other states are facing that we don't face. I, you know, it's like uh, some of the NRA people told me one time. I don't know how much more we can do in Mississippi. I mean, we are such a Second Amendment friendly and then outdoor conservation, sportsman, sportswoman friendly people in the state. But at the end of the day, you got to be sure that those policies stay intact and we don't have policies come in, Ricky, that encroach on our ability to enjoy the outdoor. And that's what the caucus provides. We, we're not going to get we're not going to get out there politically on anything, but if there are policy issues within the legislature that we feel like we can get engaged in, we, we are a strong voice and be a strong voice in the legislature for these policies. So with that, I mean, obviously there's, I'm co-chair, uh, been co-chair for several years. Uh, uh, we have uh, two co-chairs in the House, two in the Senate, and uh, we all work together, stay in communication and everything. 
very integral part though of shaping conservation and outdoor policy in the state of Mississippi. So one of the things that came up last legislative session was the Conservation Trust Fund. And it passed the House 117 to 2 and really didn't go anywhere in the Senate. And we've talked about it a lot on this show. And I'm not looking to totally go through that whole thing again. But essentially, it would create a fund that would give Mississippi the ability to go and get a lot of potential federal matching funds. One of the areas, in fact, uh, just as an example, over $7 billion of, uh, available through the, the Farm Act, which actually there's an effort underway to, to maybe even double that amount. Uh, what has happened is we're only two, we're one of two states in the Southeast that don't have such a fund. And what's happened is as a result of that, these other states are taking their local trust funds or their state trust funds and they're getting matching funds from the right. federal government and they're doing That's incredible right. conservation uh, improvements in their state for outdoor enjoyment. So Mississippi, for every year we wait, we're falling further and further behind. Absolutely. Um, what what do you have to say about the trust fund in general? Well, so let me let me tell you the, the trust fund um, the bill the bill that we that passed the house last year and that was never considered in the Senate. Um, I started work. I was hard for that bill, and I started working on it actually in 2018. It took me really three years working with public sector and our private partners to pull this together. Now let me say this, Ricky. We weren't. We didn't reinvent the wheel on this. Other states have have done this and are doing it successfully. Uh, we looked at what a lot of the other states are doing, and we just took some things from that, and we added some things that we thought would be unique for Mississippi to be able to do, and um, and put it into a conservation program. So we sort of had a hybrid bill that was really really relevant and really unique to just what Mississippi, what we thought Mississippi would need in long-term conservation funding. So we had a great bill, a lot of work went into it, a lot of meetings, a lot of hours, and that's what we do. We, we shape good policy. And uh, so um, again, the stewardship bill, House Bill 1231 did not, it's not any new money. It's, it's just a diversion from a sporting goods sales tax that we're collecting every year. It's a percentage of that of a diversion from that sporting goods sales tax. So it's not any new money. Department of Revenue estimates, Ricky, that that the sporting goods sales tax on the NAISCA code of sporting goods generates about $31 million a year. Okay. What we were talking about was diverting. Um, over a period of three years, up to $20 million from that fund, okay, for outdoor purposes. There was a board set up and cities, counties, entities could apply, you know, for these monies and they would be uh, evaluated, reviewed, and awarded. And uh, uh, obviously, a lot, with a lot of what we do in the legislature, you know, if, you, if, if an entity had a match component, that would have weighted heavily more, you know, but not necessarily a requirement, okay? So, um, you know, no new money. We're, we're, we're doing things that are dedicated solely for conservation. And it's the people who are paying for it or who are going to pay for it. And that's the, that's the sportswomen and sportsmen of Mississippi through, this, through the purchase of sporting goods. So it, we're coming back with, I'm coming back with a bill this year, the same bill. And we're looking at some other things too that we can do. But 
We are going to be, I will tell you this, on, at least on the House side, the House has spoken to this by a vote of 117 to 2. We're coming back, and we're coming back aggressively. And our, I can tell you that our private partners are coming back aggressively also in this yeah, I'm a, as you know, I'm a big supporter. I think it's the right thing for the state. Every every month we wait, <laughs> we're falling further behind because our competitive states. This, and listen, man, we're competitive with them. That's the reality. They're they're competing for federal funds. They're competing competing for people who visit their communities because they've made incredible enhancements. Um, there's a lot to say about it. But you know, this show is not about that. I just wanted to get sure. your thoughts about it. Sure. We can we can move on. But you know, this Saturday is a really important national day. Tell us why that's important. Well, so you know, September the 25th is National Hunting and Fishing Day in the in the country. Okay. This past Wednesday, uh, with with uh, some of our private sector partners, legislators, uh, uh, members of the National Association, we were able to go to Jackson and have Governor Reeves sign a proclamation designating Wednesday of last week as National Hunting and Fishing Day in Mississippi. So this was put together in 1972. Uh, National Hunting and Fishing Day was signed as an official proclamation and. You know, what it does basically is recognize the, what, the, what the sportsmen and sportswomen and conservationists of this country bring to not only those activities, but bring to the economy, uh, Ricky, of, of this country. You know, um, I can go into so much on this license funding, the, the drawdown that we get from the feds on this, and that's money here again that the sportsmen pay. This is not, it's not government-appropriated tax dollars. These are dollars that sportsmen pay across the country on these on these things that, uh, that, 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 that we enjoy in the outdoors. And um, so, you know, with that being said, I think it's I think it's important that we set aside a day in Mississippi that we, because hunting, fishing, outdoor activities is such an integral part of our lives, we mentioned it first second. And um, so, uh, to be able to, to us come together as leaders in the state and recognize recognize the fact that uh, uh, we're 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 going to we're going to recognize the fact that we have sportsmen sportswomen in the state conservation and serious about what we do. I love it because it will continue to drive home the point that one of the most significant part of our DNA in the state of Mississippi is our ability and our heritage around enjoying the outdoors. Representative Scott Bounds, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you. We'll have you again soon and talk about uh, where do we go from here with the Conservation Trust Fund. It's been a pleasure. Love to be back on anytime, Ricky. Thank you for having me. You bet. When we come back, we'll have Dr. Nicholas Conger with us, infectious disease doctor from Memorial, to talk about the latest on COVID. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.